Early on in the spring of my eighth grade year, my dad asked me to help him with a project. Winter had been there not long ago, and the snow was just barely gone. My dad asked me to help him rake the yard of an elderly couple he knew that lived in the south during the winter. They hadn't raked in the fall, so all the leaves had been starting to decompose under the snow. Basically, the yard was a mess, and my dad wanted me to help him clean it up. He told me I could bring a few friends to help with the project. It didn't take me long to decide who to bring. When you're in 8th grade and your dad tells you you can bring friends, it's the perfect opportunity to spend some time with your crush outside of school. At that point in time, I had a crush on a boy named Nick. I didn't want Nick to know that I liked him though, so I invited him, his best friend Michael, and my best friend Kaya. That way, I could still spend time with him, but it wouldn't be obvious that I had chosen Nick for any special reason. We decided to work on a Saturday. Normally I would have been annoyed that this was how I would be spending my precious weekend, but like I said before, Nick was going to be there, so I didn't complain. My dad picked up all my friends, and the five of us drove out to this couple's home. When we arrived, my dad distributed rakes and gave us each an area to start raking. He's an efficient guy, so he wanted us to do efficient work. Once we created a large enough pile in our area, we were to call over a few other people and load the pile onto a tarp. We'd then drag the tarp to the woods and unload it there. It was a good system, but of course Kaya and I goofed off a lot, and Nick and Michael were not always on task either. My dad had given us each a can of root beer, and we made them last all day by taking breaks to sip a few drops from our cans. During one of our breaks, I decided to take a drink from Nick's can, and man, that was about the flirtiest thing I had ever done. I couldn't get the thought out of my head that Nick's lips had touched that can. It's crazy how your mind works when you're 13 and in love. Drinking from Nick's root beer might as well have been kissing him on the lips. We worked for several hours, and right when we thought we were done, my dad surprised us with one more job. We had to rake under the house. The house was up on blocks to prevent flooding, so there was a pretty large amount of space under the house. We were already cold and tired, but of course we did as we were told. We were not very far into this project when my rake hit something that felt strange. It felt too hard to be leaves but not hard enough to be rock, or roots, or cement. I cautiously tried to retrieve the object that I had found, and when I saw what it was, I let out a gasp. All my friends came around me to see what I had come across. The object I had uncovered was none other than a dead dog. We couldn't believe our eyes. I was feeling sad, but also pretty grossed out. The dog had clearly been dead a while, so it was partially decomposed. It had also been covered with heavy, wet leaves and snow, so it was pretty flattened. We ran to get my dad to ask him what we should do with it. He came and looked at what we had found and, without much thought, said, throw it in the woods and try not to think about it. Once again, we did as we were told, but Kaya and I definitely made Nick and Michael take care of it. We finished raking under the house and packed up our gear. The fun and excited mood we had all been in was a little bit tainted by what we had all seen. 
We wondered things like, who did that dog once belong to? How long had it been there? Why was it under there in the first place? Did it crawl under the house because it was sick and knew it was going to die? Should we tell the couple about what we found? We didn't have answers to any of the questions, except for the last one. My dad said we were definitely not allowed to tell the couple about the dog. He said if it really was their dog, he'd rather let them continue to not know what happened to it. Innocence is bliss, I guess. As I recall this story, it makes me wonder about the decomposition process. I experienced a lot of decomposing things that day, even if I hadn't consciously thought about them. I raked leaves while they were in the middle of decomposing, and I witnessed an animal as it decomposed as well. First I'll talk about plant decomposition. Most plant decomposition is complete within one to three years. The process would not be possible without the unsung heroes of the forest, fungi and bacteria. These organisms help plants recycle their nutrients back into the soil to be used by other organisms. The process of decomposition releases chemicals into the air, soil, and water that are critical for new life. The most important chemical that is released is carbon. Carbon is the element that is the foundation for all life. Living things take hold of this carbon and use it to fuel their lives. This is called the carbon cycle. Animal decomposition is somewhat similar. Both plant and animal decomposition involves bacteria, and both involve the release of carbon. One big difference is that whereas plants are broken down by outside bacteria, fungi, and other organisms, animal decomposition begins with internal bacteria. There are many bacteria present in animals' intestines that are constantly working on digesting the contents of the intestines. When an animal dies, those bacteria start decomposing the animal from the inside. Once the contents of the intestines run out, the bacteria start to digest the intestines themselves and then other internal organs. The body's own digestive enzymes, which are molecules that speed up chemical reactions, also start to spill out into the inside of the body and cause decay within the body. External decomposition also takes place while this internal decomposition is occurring. Organisms such as flies will quickly find the dead body and start laying eggs around open wounds or natural body openings. The eggs hatch within 24 hours and the new flies contribute even more to the decomposition. When bacteria break down tissues and cells in the body, fluids are released into the body and produce foul-smelling gases. These gases attract even more living organisms to come and join in the decomposition. These maggots and other organisms break down tissue with their enzymes and by tearing at the flesh with their mouth hooks. Eventually the organisms will have eaten most of the flesh of the animal and the body will become flat and start to turn black. This is the phase where I saw the dog while we were raking. I thought the dog was flat simply because it had been buried but the body was actually flattened and starting to turn black because of the decomposition. After this stage, different organisms and microorganisms will come and finish the decomposition process. Once everything is finished, the nutrients and carbon from the animal's body will have all contributed to the life of other organisms and created new soil where life can grow. On that cold day in early spring back in 8th grade, I witnessed one of nature's most underappreciated processes. Decomposition is not pretty or glamorous, but it's necessary to sustain all forms of life on Earth. 
all life on earth comes to an end, and the end of every life provides for the beginning of another.